Coming up next on Riders Radio Theater, prowling and growling, the late night, candid, controversial coyote talk show. Tonight, for the first time on one stage, those kings of coyote conversation. Jay Leno, oh, oh. Arsenio, oh, oh. David Letterman, man, 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 oh. <laughs> Riders Radio Theater is on the air. invite you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Oh, 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 Every buck red and buck a root. There's a place around the fire for you with Riders in the Sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with a 2,698th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky! Thank you, Texas Mix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Thank you to the folks in the Emory Theater and those of you listening over the magical, wonder, modern invention called radio. A little thing called radio. And over here we have a little fellow called Too Slim. I'm Ranger Doug. This is Woody Paul and our orchestra, directed by Joey the Cow Polka King. It's... (laughs) He's getting centered and taking his deep breathing over there. (laughs) And we're going to do an Elton Britt classic, the Cannonball Yodel. One, two, three, four. The cannonball yodel coming round the mountainside Hear that cannonball yodel heading for a prairie ride She just left the high Rockies and she's heading out for Butte Coming out of that tunnel giving out a yodel toot It's a fireman's coal shovel, keeps her whistle bright and clear Going 90 miles an hour, I'm a happy engineer It's a cannonball yodel and it's right in tune today Coming out of that mountain, singing all the way Oh 
catch the cannonball, yodel coming at you mighty fast. Hear her rolling through that canyon, that's her echo, she just passed. It's the cannonball, yodel going up and down the grave. Cannonball, yodel with the mountain serenade. Advertisement, I say advertisement, whatever, neighbors, it's much too late to call the whole thing off. Here's a word about an upcoming show on CBC. There are campfire legends that the plainsmen spin Of a man who was nothing like Paladin Couldn't ride, couldn't shoot, but he won his fame Cause everything he said said backwards, backwards, backwards was the same. Palindrome, palindrome, what's in a name? Palindrome, palindrome, backwards the same. Yes, palindrome, no one knew where he came from and nobody cared. He rode into town one day from out of the west, armed not with big six guns, a long rifle, a whip, some exotic knife, no, armed only with the neck for stringing together sentences which spelled forwards are exactly the same as spelled backwards. And now, a scene from this week's episode, Palindrome, the Barber. Hey, what's that you're putting on my hair, Palindrome? Lion oil. Well, I don't think it'll help. This is the sorriest haircut I ever had. Sue us. <laughs> I might do that, but what do you recommend until it grows out? Tahiti hat. Oh, great thinking. Well, here's a two-bit tip. Wow. Your next customer is that short guy over in the corner. Flee to me, remote elf. Hey there, palindrome. Just take a little off the top. Say, mind if I light up this stogie? Cigar? Toss it in a can. It is so tragic. Oh, all right. So, tell us about that big trip you made to the Danish amusement park, palindrome. Tivoli, I love it. Um, how'd you find traveling with your parents? Pause a sap. Yeah. And your mom? Ma is as selfless as I am. Say, what do you think of this new crowd in Washington, D.C., palindrome? Tut, tut. Star comedy by Democrats. Tut, tut. Hey, nobody said anything about how much weight I've lost. Huh? Yep, 50 pounds. You know, I'm a doctor, and I, I've proven that the best way to lose weight is simply don't eat. You ought to try it, palindrome. Doc, note, I dissent. A fast never prevents a fatness. I diet on cod. 
Yes, Palindrome, starring Bob Otto Bob as Palindrome and Meg Jim as Sis. Tune in next week and hear Palindrome name the best Japanese car a Toyota. Civic? A Toyota. Palindrome, he gets them coming and going. Riders, Radio Theater sends a great big Western howdy to our station of the week, WLRN in Miami, Florida. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of Cliffhanger Waltz, part three. with the wildly popular Riders Radio Theater feature, Letters to Ranger Doug. Yes, just in time, too, Texas Vicks, because, oh, potentate of poultry, I hear the Pony Express. Woohoo! Sounds like my Adrian Barbeau candelabra is here. Woody, would you snatch a random letter from out of the mailbag there? Yeah, what do you got I, there, Woody? I got one, Ranger Doug. Let's see. It says, Dear Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, Hey, wake up and smell the coffee. What? The 40s are over. It's the 90s. How long do you think you can go on living in your ridiculous cowboy dream world? What? Please put something on your show that doesn't sound like a bunch of old... I can't say this on the radio. No, you can't. Marty Stewart can, but you can't. <laughs> a bunch of old... Uh, sitting in a museum. Yours for relevant entertainment, cowboy, Biff... Boogie Border, not my real name, Santa Cruz, California. Well, Cowboy Biff, or whatever your real name is, we have the song for you. Right, Woody? Yes, Ranger Duck, we do, but I'll, I, we have a great New Age song for Cowboy Biff, but I'll need to New Age tune my fiddle first. Woody Paul's New Age tuning. Mmm, sounds good. I've done lots of spiritual healing I'm in touch with all my feelings I've read poems and read the stars For kings and queens And I hate to bum you out But you have without a doubt The ugliest aura that this poor boy's ever seen Yes, I have seen your aura and it's ugly Your spirit must be rotten to the core and to a new age guy like me you just bring pain and misery so dear I cannot love you anymore in some previous life before you murdered people by the score your spirit is so evil, so complete 
All good in you is gone You are darkness with no dawn Either that or you are eating too much meat I have seen your aura and it's ugly Your spirit must be rotten to the core All good in you is gone You are darkness with no dawn So dear I cannot love you Boy Biff, ask for it. Tyler's Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with the Saddle Pals, we'll be right back. Here's a little of the number 11 song on the National Big Band Polka Countdown, Sunrise Serenade. Got to be listening to Riders Radio Theater. <laughs> and now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode three of the exciting Western melodrama, The Lost Suburb of Gold. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, according to legend, an ancient tribe called the Cliffhangers had a large pueblo somewhere in the Meatloaf Mountains. The Pueblo itself was made of mud and straw, but its wealthiest suburb, known as Shaker Heights, was reportedly made of gold. It was the lifelong dream of Senator Marm, the late father of Tumbleweed Valley's marvelous school teacher, Miss Marm, to find this fabulous lost treasure. And he had a map to it, but sadly he passed away and his map was never found. But nearly 22 years after he died, Miss Marm discovered in his old Senate appointment book that his last meeting on this earth was with President Richard Nixon. Among her father's papers, Miss Marm also found a presidential permit signed by Nixon on the day of that meeting, which allowed Senator Marm and his heirs to search for treasure on federal lands and keep whatever they found. Thinking that the records of her father's meeting with President Nixon might offer a clue as to where her father planned to search for the gold, Miss Marm asked riders in the sky if they would drop by the Nixon Presidential Library and see if there was a record of that meeting. This the riders did, and it led to amazing revelations. And now episode three entitled, He's Back. The evening of the day of their visit to the Nixon Library finds riders in the sky camped in a small clearing on the outskirts of the Cleveland National Forest in Southern California. Oh, what was that we had for dinner tonight, side meat? Well, that was steak and biscuits without. Without what? Steak. Get it? I got it all right. I think it's tomaine poisoning. Well, gosh, Ranger Doug, I don't know what to make of all we heard today. Yeah. Do you really think they tested a nuclear bomb at Fort Wiley, right in Tumbleweed Valley? I don't know, Too Slim, but I don't have to know. Woody, as soon as we get home, 
Do you think you could run some soil tests and determine if a nuclear device was ever exploded in Tumbleweed Valley? I sure can, Ranger Doug. But since Fort Wiley is in such a remote section of the valley, to be certain, I'll need to test the soil from around the fort itself. Well, that's all right. It works out fine. We need to go there anyway. Yeah. Why? Because we now know that Senator Marm planned to hunt for the lost suburb of gold on the Fort Wiley military reservation. And even though he had a presidential permit to do it, he would still need to file an exploration plan with the fort. And that should give us some idea of exactly where he was going to look for the lost suburb of gold. Exactly, Slim. And even though it's been 22 years, he may have left other clues as well. Well, we better turn in now. We want to get an early start in the morning. Oh, yeah. Good night, boys. Good night, boys. Oh, well, good night, everybody. It's been a long day for Thank riders you, in the sky, and they quickly fall asleep. And while they sleep, on the other side of the world, it's already tomorrow, and circumstances are occurring that will have a profound influence on their search for the lost suburb of gold. Faithful listeners will no doubt recall that prior to the last thrilling spate of reruns, Riders in the sky were in Borstrovia, where they thwarted yet another of the evil villain Slocum's big and evil plans in that thrilling saga called The Return of the Evil Empire. At the conclusion of that melodramatic epic, Slocum, escaping in a jet, was shot down and presumed lost. As for Charlie, he was arrested and put to work counting the beet harvest. Uh, one, two, uh, one... Uh, but what really happened to Slocum, and will Charlie ever finish his beat tally? Time to find out. After his plane crash, Slocum disguised himself as Jack Nicholson, disguised as Jimmy Hoffa, and joined a Tajikian Teamsters logo. By stuffing the ballot box, he got himself elected treasurer. 24 hours later, he absconded with a pension fund and fled to Europe. Meanwhile, in Borstrovia, Charlie was still counting beats. One and two and a one and two and one. Daylight come and me one go home. Well, I work all night accounting beats. Daylight come and me one go home. I work all day accounting beats. Daylight come and me one go home. Day-o, day-o. Daylight come and me one Come, Mr. Tallyman, tally up my beats. Hey, hey, knock off singing. Knock it off. You uh, done counting beats yet? Right. Yeah, all done, boss. Good. What is tally? Uh, two. Two? Is all there is? Two? Da. As far as I can tell, that's all. Obviously right. more than two. That's Millions right. more than I, two. Uh, you uh, are idiot. Right. Get out of country. Right. Get, get, get uh, out, hey. out, out, out. And so Charlie was released from his servitude and loosed on the hapless countryside. Oh. Alone, penniless, stranded in a foreign land, Charlie did the only thing he could. First he stole a car, and then... Greetings, fill it up, sir. Uh-uh. Stick him up, sucker. Ah! <laughs> Leaving a trail of robbed gas stations from Borstrovia to Budapest, Charlie eventually crosses into Western Europe where he continues his modus operandi. Bonjour! Stick him up, sucker. Sacre <laughs> bleu! I saw him coming from so far away. 
These holdups are very remarkable, as you can tell. Meanwhile, Slocum has waited, made his way to Madrid, Spain, where after several days of scheming, he's finally come up with yet another big Geneva plan. But he has a problem. He needs a doofus henchman to pull it off. It has been said that if one sits long enough at a sidewalk table in front of the world-famous French cafe Chez Jays in the heart of old Madrid, Spain, sooner or later, everyone you ever met will walk past. This seems, I know, like a foolish conceit, but the events that are about to happen do lead some, lend some credence to it. Bonjour, monsieur. Yeah, same to you. Welcome to Le Chege. Would you like a sidewalk table? Ah, uh, I don't know. But monsieur, sidewalk tables are famous. Everyone wants to sit here. Uh, why? The view is horrible. I mean, there's a gas station across the street for Pete's sake. Pete? They yeah. told you Americans care about Pete's sake. Who is this Pete? Uh, never mind. Relax. Uh, I'll take the tablet. Ah, bon. Excellent choice, monsieur. Yeah, yeah. Now bring me a cup of java and a menu. Oui, monsieur. As Slocum sits in the morning sun and waits for his coffee, he fails to notice a battered old Hugo with Porstrobian license plates pulling to the gas station across the street. Here is your cafe, monsieur. And, uh... Oh? Yeah, what is it? Something odd is going on at the gas station across the rue. The attendant does his hands in the air. I think he is being robbed. Oh, yeah. Sacre bleu. It looks like the bandit is coming over here now. Hey, hey, boss. Need a ride? <laughs> Charlie? Right. You know this bandit, monsieur? Yeah, Charlie, you got here just in time. I got a little job for you. Great, boss, but I think we better go now and hurry it up. The guy I just robbed's got a gun. Alto bandido! I see what you mean. Let's get out of here. Monsieur, let's check for your cafe. Step on it, Charlie. Right. Hey, come on. Hey. Oh, rats, I meant to gas up over there. You idiot. Are you out of gas? Yep. <laughs> I insist you pay this money, monsieur. I warn you, I am a black belt. You uh, you hold up a gas station and you're out of gas? Uh, I warn you, take that. Charlie, what's that switch there? Oh, that's just the reserve gas tank. Get what? out of the car, monsieur. I'm going to beat you to a Hit boat. the switch, you idiot. Get us out of here. Oh, yeah. With lead flying in Spanish and French curses filling the air, the mighty Hugo roars away and the two miscreants inside it make good their escape. Later, Slocum tells Charlie about his latest diabolical scheme. Charlie, suppose I told you I own Tumbleweed Valley. How can that be, boss? An old Spanish land grant given to my great-great, and a bunch more greats, grandfather by the King of Spain. Yeah? I didn't know he knew the King of Spain. <laughs> no, he didn't, Charlie. What's that got to do with it? Well, then how'd he get the land grant? From me. I just forged it this morning. Oh, I get it. <laughs> all we got to do now is get a little whiteout. Go down to the Royal Archives and get them to let us look at all the New World North American land grants. Right. Make a few changes in their records to coincide with my land grant. And I'm the new padrone of Dumbleweed Valley. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, boss. Yeah. But how are you going to do it without them figuring it out? That's where you come in, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> After a short stop at a clothing store to get some white out and properly outfit themselves for their insidious scam, Slocum and Charlie drive to the Spanish Royal Archives building and embark on their evil adventure. 
Buenos dias, senor. I am Don Rodrigo Diaz. May I help you? Uh, yeah, I'm Dr. A. Swinburne Slocum. This is Professor uh, Charlie. Yeah, buenos doofus, Rodrigo. Yeah. We're from Barton McLean University. We're here to do research on early North American land grants. I see. Of course, you have the proper references and permits. Sure do. Here you go. Hmm. The ink is still wet on these. Yeah, well, we came in a hurry. I see. Well, they seem to be in order. Yeah. If you will follow me, I will take you to the North American land grant section of the New World Archive. Yeah, muchas gruches. Welcome in, Charlie. Follow Don, Rigo, Don, Don Rodrigo Diaz down a long marble hall filled with wondrous treasures of Imperial Spain. After several twists and turns, they stop before a large, hermetically sealed door. Uh, senores, in here are the documents you seek. But before you enter, I must caution you that this room is airtight and climate controlled. No smoking, no spitting, no food, and no drink can be taken in. And of course, nothing can be taken out. There are two armed guards in the room to ensure that these rules are followed. Comprende? Yeah, no spitting, right, Charlie? <laughs> and we understand completely. We promise to comply faithfully with all your rules, right, Professor Charlie? Right, Dr. Slocum. Uh, and one more thing. This yeah. room is always locked. Yeah. I have the key and the guards have a key. I unlock the door to let you in. Once you are inside, I lock it again. Comprende? Uh, you sure you have to do that? Positively, senor. So now I will unlock the door. And you may go in. And good luck with your research, senores. Uh, thanks. Well, here goes nothing, Professor Charlie. <laughs> right, Dr. Slocum. <laughs> <laughs> what will happen in this locked room? Will Slocum succeed in his big and evil plan? Was Whiteout really his best choice? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions even if Ed McMahon does knock on your door. But you will find them right here, same time, same station, next week in episode four of The Suburb of Lost Gold, entitled Shootout in the Archives. It's a scholar's nightmare of slipshod melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. And now here again are Riders in the Sky. Enjoy the Calpoca King. Thank you, Texas Mixed Bender. We won't get all the way through it, but we want to say goodbye tonight to the classic of the West, and we'd like to send it out to little Isaac Lauren Greer, Home on the Rail. Where the buffalo roam, where the deer and the antelope play, where seldom a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day Everybody sing with us, come on. Home, home on the rain It's okay, I was just kidding. <laughs> Where the deer and the antelope play Where seldom is heard a discouraging word And the skies are not cloudy all day This is the VXU Radio Network.